Hi guys, it's Sister Spill and welcome back to Spillcast. So, welcome back to yet another week. This is, what, the second week of the year? Um, I'm glad to be back and actually recording consistently, at least as far as 2022 goes. We'll see. Um, but I hope you guys have all had a good first little bit of 2022. Um, and if you haven't, hopefully the rest of the year gives you a chance to have a good year. I know some people have crazy instances where it's like my 2022 already sucks. So if you're in that boat, I really hope things get better for you. In fact, they will because it will get better. So anyways, I would like to just give some life updates per usual. Um, my 2022 so far is going pretty well. I finally have finished the college application process. So I know you guys have been listening to me talk about this and rant about this and worry about this for months now, and I am finally over with the process. But, you know, even though a huge weight has been lifted, there's immediately another weight placed up atop of my shoulders, and that is the stress of, oh my god, like, I don't know if I'm going to get in anywhere, or, you know, what if, what if only this school accepts me, or what if no one accepts me? Like, it's just these these fears constantly running through my mind and I I can't seem to get rid of them even though I know that I am a qualified student, a qualified applicant and like no matter what school decides to accept me or not, like I did work hard and I do deserve to go far with a career and go to a good school. It just, you know, it depends on what that specific school is looking for and if that's not me, that's okay and I at least for tonight, have come to terms with that. Uh, It really varies by the day. Tomorrow I might wake up and be like, oh my god, and like have another meltdown again. But right now I'm feeling okay about it and I'm feeling confident in my, you know, ability to just be a good student and be a good filmmaker and have a good career no matter where I go. So I am feeling good about it. Um, I'm very, very glad to say the least to be done with the whole college application process. For those of you who listen to me, I know a lot of you guys are younger and you're in middle or, you know, just early high school. And I just want to tell you, if you are one of those people who is pretty serious about education and you've kind of set your sights on a certain college or maybe you're just aiming high already and you've started just even slightly to think about college or a college that you like that interests you i am telling you my number one tip is start now start now for anything and everything that you can do to get into that college do tons and tons of research like i did i literally spent so many nights so many days looking at articles how to get into this school how to get into this school how to write a good essay you know how to complete the common app which is uh the the platform that you complete your college applications on most of them um you know how to stand out as an applicant all these things i did so much research on and honestly like no matter where i get in i think that paid off because there are so many resources online for prospective college students to understand how the process works and so many youtube videos on how i got into this school or how i made my application stand out so definitely that's just my biggest tip to you guys that might not even apply to any of you but in this small chance that it does like please listen to me start early because i definitely feel like i could have started earlier as far as like research and preparing like my portfolio But yeah, the end of the term for my school is coming up, so I've got some assignments to do, but other than that, school is going pretty well. Um, I honestly 
haven't really done that much recently because of COVID going crazy. I know it varies by the area, but pretty much worldwide, there is a surge in COVID cases because of the Omicron variant. So like I said last podcast, I'm pretty sure, stay safe, everyone. Be smart, be healthy, and yeah, hope you all are well. It's pretty crazy how everything is spreading so fast, but thankfully we wear masks at school. So I feel a little bit safer knowing that like... It's less transmissible, at least when I'm at school. You know, I can't control what other people do outside of school. If I'm, like, at the store and someone isn't wearing a mask, like, you know, I can't really control that. I mean, same at school, too. But, you know, I just feel a little bit safer that when I'm around, like, hundreds of students every day that at least we're wearing masks. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's really anything else to update you guys with. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was the last episode or the episode before when I asked you guys for like some book recommendations and I think that I told you guys that I'm starting The Song of Achilles. If not, I'm starting that book and I've just heard it's so good but just wanted to let you guys know that I'm reading it actively and it's pretty good so far and if any of you guys have read it, we should discuss it after because it apparently is going to make me cry by the end so I'm scared but thank you for you guys who reached out with book recommendations because I definitely will check those out anytime someone sends me those always looking for new book recommendations whether it's you know fiction romance what you know whatever it is so yeah that's about it for me there's really nothing else to say I guess it's kind of a boring week Per usual, I am going to get into the advice segment of my podcast, so I'm going to start out with some DMs, um, and I've been getting more long DMs because I, you know, last episode I read so many long ones that I think people got encouraged, inspired to reach out with long messages because before sometimes they'd be like three line messages, and that's totally fine too, but I'm glad that like some of you guys are getting more comfortable to like you know, type up entire stories for me, and I think it's it's pretty interesting for everyone else, too. So, we'll start with this DM. Hey, Sister Spill, I hope you're having a wonderful day. So, I need advice on this one situation that I've been having. Trigger warning, self-harm, suicide, eating disorders. Every single day, I just feel this background stress and anxiety. Whenever I'm by myself, I just notice this feeling in the back of my head, but no matter what I do, it doesn't go away. This has been going on for a few months now. I have a few ideas on why. To start off, I've had this childhood best friend for my whole life now. Let's call him Larry. So while me and Larry so me and Larry were really good friends until around the middle of 2021, I want to say. He started being really toxic and constantly body shaming and insulting me and my two other best friends. We were a friend group. He would do this as a joke, but he tried to sell it, uh, sell this persona of not caring about anyone, that type of thing. I took it as a joke and would laugh it off, but it would hurt me. I didn't think much of it. I felt like I couldn't cut him off because we had been through so much together and would be losing a part of my life, if that makes sense. Anyway, so around a month ago, he sent us three texts saying we are all narcissists and don't care about him and he's done with us. He sent us a bunch of rude messages telling us to leave him alone and shut up. A few, di- a few days later, he sent me a text saying that it was my fault, but he was ready to be my friend again. At this time, I was informed by both of the other girls in our group that he had been going around and talking about me behind my back to them and to the whole grade. I got so upset, but from the other hand, I was kind of numb. I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like knowing you feel something, but not really being able to feel it. Anyway, ever since then, I've been so so hyper fixated on what everyone thinks of me and who's saying bad about me behind my back. I feel like I can't trust anyone anymore because I trusted Larry with my deepest secrets and I'm constantly worried he'll spread it around. Another reason why is because of my grandma. 
We never really had a close relationship, but the last few times I've seen her, she started creating a scandal and saying stuff like, I never want to see you again, and you know that, and you know that type of thing. Recently, my dad has been pressuring me to see her because it's been a year and a half since the last time. I don't want to go, but I'm because I'm afraid it'll be the same thing. So, around a month ago, my two best friends, same girls from the friend group, told me about how they've been practicing trigger warning, self-harm, and have attempted suicide, and how one of them almost developed an eating disorder. It absolutely shattered my heart. Whenever I see them now, I think about how they might not have even been there, even been here right now if it worked. Every time I think about it, I feel like I'm going to go crazy because they're some of the people that love, that I love most in my life. They both said that they had it under control, but I'm not sure. I don't know how to deal with this. I try to journal and stuff, but it doesn't help. I don't know what to do. All of those things, plus school on top of it, isn't just, just isn't working out. I don't know if Larry's comments are catching up to me, or if it's the fact that he, one of the closest people to me ever, backstabbed me to the point around, to, to everyone around me for a brownie point and for a laugh. As a coping mechanism, I just shove these thoughts away and try to numb the feeling by always being around people slash going on social media, etc. I just simply don't know how to deal with all of this in a healthy way. I've been revisiting older trauma as well to try and work through it, but I think I made it worse. From one way, I feel like I can't talk to anyone about this because everyone around me has bigger problems. I'm not the one struggling with self-harm, so part of me feels kind of stupid for worrying about this stuff. I know that they'll 100% listen and understand if I bring some of the problems up, but I feel dumb. Please help. What should I do? Thank you so much. P.S. Whenever I talked to Larry about my problems when we were friends, he would tell me how he had bigger problems and how it was boring and it didn't matter. Maybe that's why I feel this way? Also, I feel like I can't locate the exact problem and it's all just bouncing off of each other. Sorry if there are any mistakes. I was in a hurry. Thank you so much again. Well, I'll start with the fact that you say you've been having this feeling and you don't really know how to name it. That could be anything really. It could be anxiety, it could be depression, it could be, you know, whatever. It could be a mental illness, um, disorder, anything like that, and it's something that is pulling at you, you know, confusing you. Um, and I think that, honestly, like, you kind of remind me of myself because in the beginning you said that you you feel this background stress and anxiety. It's a feeling that you just have every day and no matter what you do, it doesn't go away. Like that is that is what it feels to have anxiety. Um, I don't know if you're diagnosed with anything and I'm not going to diagnose you with anything, but um, I am drawing from my own personal experiences with having anxiety. And for me, that's often how I wake up every day. Like I will wake up and immediately there will be literal like a pit in my stomach. Sometimes I will wake up shaking or I will wake up into like a panic attack, which is really scary and weird, but that's happened to me a few times. Um, and it just kind of reminds me of like what you said, because for me, it's like constantly like this like pit in my stomach, but like a literal like pit in my stomach that feels like there's something dreadfully wrong or, you know, I'm forgetting something important or I should be embarrassed about something. I mean, it's it's a terrible feeling, but I wonder if like maybe that's what you mean when you're describing the feeling. Um, again, I'm not going to diagnose anyone with anything, but I would suggest definitely talking to someone about this if you can, even if it's a school counselor, because maybe there's something that you haven't uncovered yet that you need to uncover. Um, for me, it's anxiety. For you, it could be a number of things. It could be situational anxiety where you know, there's situations going on that are creating this, like, stress and anxiety in your life, which seems to be what's going on, um, that, you know, maybe you weren't aware of, and it's, the, you know, sometimes there's actual, you know, names for these things and an actual diagnosis, and, you know, some people might not think it helps to talk to someone, but it really 
does when you feel like someone understands you so maybe if you can if possible talk to someone anyone about this who might know a little bit more than like a friend um and that way you know you can get a little bit of a different perspective maybe someone will try and help you figure this out but um that definitely reminds me of myself because that is what i deal with with anxiety something similar so yeah um i will move on to your friend larry i don't think point blank period he's a very good friend to have because of the things that he was saying to you and then also like the whole i mean the whole thing with him not being friends with you guys and saying that you know you're you know horrible person, blah, 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 whatever, you know, the things he was saying to other people and talking about, talking behind your back about, like, all of those things are indicators of red flags in a, in a good friend, and I understand how hard that can be to let go of someone who you once trusted and told your secrets to, but at the same time, like, there is a time for a certain people to go out of your life and I think that this is time for Larry to no longer be a part of your life at least a significant part because I would never want someone in my life who could potentially come back and do the same hurtful things to me over and over again and you don't want to show Larry that you're going to tolerate it so if you shut it down now then you can attempt on you know healing yourself and you know don't look back I know how hard it is but don't look back um So that's my advice to you on that and also him saying that his struggles are, you know, way bigger compared to yours or making your struggles seem minor or unimportant is another huge flaw Um, and it's not anything I would wish upon anyone because when someone belittles your personal experiences, it's a horrible feeling to have because then you're left wondering, like you said, like, oh, I like, am I being dumb? I, like, is this not a big deal? And I think it is. Like, no, I mean, to you, it's a big deal. And if you are not someone who has experienced some crazy, life-changing, insanely gut-wrenching things in your life, that's okay. Because the little things, for you, that's, that is big. That, that is a huge thing in your life so the things that add up like your grandma and your friends and school and everything else that itself is a huge problem to deal with for you and everyone's experiences are different so just because your problems problems seem small to Larry because you know he had a parent die or something you know considered bigger than your problems it it doesn't mean anything because at the end of the day we all struggle with problems and we all feel pain from them so it doesn't matter how big or small your problem is perceived to be to you it's important and to you it is affecting you so that's the end of that conversation no one should ever undermine how you're feeling and if they do they're not a person you want to have in your life um I would say about you know your grandma thing I'm sorry that that's happening I you know I my grandma um passed away in October um just last year 2021 and that's why I actually took a break from my podcast for um a week or so I don't actually really remember it's kind of a blur I don't remember how much time I took off but I did say that there was like something going on in my family I'm pretty sure or maybe I didn't even post anything but um yeah she passed away in October mid-October and so you know I didn't really have a close relationship with her because she lived in Florida, which is across the country from me, and, you know, we didn't really talk on the phone much, and we weren't close in the ways that I am with, like, one of my other grandpas, Um, and so 
it was a little bit difficult for me to, I guess, not feel regret when she passed because she stayed with us for three months at the end of her life because she needed to be cared for. And so I saw her all the time, but it was really hard for me to connect with her for multiple reasons. And I don't want to get too personal and share every detail, but um, by the time she passed, I was like, you know she lived with us and like I wonder if I could have done more or whatever and this is not in any way trying to like guilt trip you into anything but maybe understand that like as people get older at least what I've learned from my experience with my grandma that like you know they say things they don't mean they are rude they're blatantly like out there and say out of pocket things like it just happens and it doesn't mean that anything anything she's saying to you is not hurtful um, because it certainly can be but if you do have those chances to visit her just I guess keep in mind that like those might be only like the few times that you can visit her for a while if you don't see her often and like I would definitely take those opportunities because for me even if I didn't have a close relationship with my grandma um, I I wish I had put in some more effort and so um, it's not again to like guilt trip you into anything but it's just a reminder of like even though they act these certain ways because I certainly had those run-ins with my grandma too um, maybe be the bigger person which I know it sucks you shouldn't have to be I mean she's an elder she should you know not say those things to you but maybe be be the bigger person and show some initiative to just like be like hey you know what like you said these hurtful things to me but I'm going to show up for you because I care for you and that's that's that I mean I know it sucks for your grandma your own grandma to say things like I never want to see you again um but at the same time like even though you're afraid to go because you're afraid she's going to say the same things again one day you might be like oh I should have gone so I guess that was my point with that um but yeah I understand your stress and anxiety about everything going on Um, I understand about your friends that you feel helpless. I've definitely been in that position and sometimes I continue to be in that position because other friends of mine have had similar thoughts or similar situations to the ones you described and it can be so hard as a friend feeling like you're just a bystander watching and you can't do anything. But to a certain point, all you can do is encourage them to talk to someone, get help, you know, be a positive influence in their life and, and that's it. That's all you can do. Um, as long as you're an amazing friend and you're loyal and you are there for them when they need you to be, you are already doing amazing things. So I, I know how hard it is to just feel like you're on standby and, and worrying about them all the time, but they are their own people and, you know, you can help as much as you can, but you will never be able to fully control what they do. And, you know, as hard as that can be to swallow, it's something that, you should accept because it's it's going to lead to you constantly worrying and that's not even good for you so one of you guys has to like you know hold the fort down and be there for each other and you know I I feel like they are going through their own struggles but they will find peace and happiness and they'll get through these rough patches in their lives and I think it'll be okay so as long as you're there for them I feel like you're doing the most you can do already um so don't feel guilty about 
you know, them going through these things and you feel like your problems are minor compared to theirs. Like, no, like I said before, everyone's struggles are their own struggles and they affect everyone differently. So don't ever feel bad about it and don't ever feel like you're dumb for sharing them. Definitely talk to your friends, vent to your friends because that's what they're there for. They're there to be people who support you in times of hardship. And so if you do the same for them, they will definitely do the same for you and don't feel dumb about it. Just explain how you feel and I'm sure they will understand. Also, I want to add sorry, I'm trying to like not forget anything that you said because I'm sure you want most of this responded to. When you said that you don't know how to cope in a healthy way, um, I totally have been there and I do have those days still. But for me, I have found that like, um, for example, when I'm upset, I will literally go on my computer. I did this today, but it wasn't actually because I was upset. I was actually speaking positively. Um, But I will go on my computer and I will literally open up photo booth with my crappy laptop camera and I will just rant sometimes for 45 minutes or an hour, sometimes for five minutes or 10 minutes, like it doesn't matter. Um, You will not believe how relieving it feels to feel like you're talking to someone, even if you're talking to no one, but like somehow recording it or speaking to a camera makes you feel like you're getting it out. And if there's a way that you can do something like that, where you feel like you're getting your emotions out instead of numbing yourself, that is absolutely great. Sometimes too, literally crying is great because the chemicals released after you cry actually make you feel better. Um, At least last I checked, that's what I have um, read before. But, you know, a lot of times you will feel better after you cry, weirdly enough, because you're literally releasing your emotions. And sometimes laying down, putting headphones in and listening to a sad playlist and just sobbing to get your emotions out can actually be helpful even though some people might be like what like how you know you're feeding into the emotion but no you're actually releasing it that way um if journaling doesn't work for you that's okay too it doesn't work for everyone and i honestly myself don't really journal but um i think if you can just find things that make you happy whether it's oh i have this cool book i'll read you know 10 pages of it to calm myself down or i will watch this one movie or a youtube video that makes me laugh like anything but um you know you're right about scrolling on social media immediately to numb your pain i still struggle with this but i recognize it's not healthy at all and if you can get away from something even literally just opening a window and staring out of it or you know going outside on a walk or if you don't want to move just laying down and staring at your ceiling but like or or even like taking a shower and having those shower thoughts and not playing music or anything and just just standing there think because if you numb your emotions all you're going to do is shove them into the back of your mind and they're going to bottle up and pile up and it's never going to be good and it little by little will affect your day-to-day life um because you're suppressing all these emotions for so long and eventually it's going to burst. So I feel like dealing with it one at a time, little by little, is beneficial. This next person said, Hi, Sister Spill. I have a situation I need advice on. I'm in a friend group with about eight people and out of those people, I'm super close with two of them in particular. Let's call them Haley and Katie. There's a boy in our friend group who we'll call Max. I liked Max for about three months when I decided to tell Haley and Katie about it. 
Me and Max were super close at the time, so they said I should tell him how I feel because he might like me back. So I did, and it turns out he liked me back, which made me really happy. However, nothing really happened between us beyond this except that our whole class found out about us. Found out about us. We go to a small school, and we were constantly getting teased and pressured to date, which made me a little uncomfortable. This caused me to tell Max and the others I didn't like him anymore, even though I did. Another person in our friend group, let's call her Kayla, and Max started flirting as a joke, which bothered me a little bit. But, um... Oh, I know that I told them I was over Max, but that was only because I didn't want any pressure on us to start dating if we weren't ready or whatever. So before anything could get too serious between Max and Kayla, I told them both the truth about my feelings and why I said what I said. But I was a little too late because Kayla had actually started developing feelings for Max even though he didn't like her back. I felt like it was my fault this happened, so I told Kayla that it was fine and if Max wanted to be with her, then she should go for it. This hurt me a lot though because I really liked Max and he seemed to really like me. After I told him the truth, we ended up properly talking but keeping it private to avoid issues regarding our classmates. The problem is that we still problem is that we still um, kept it a secret from Kayla. She still thought Max liked her and would ask me for advice on what to say, what she should say to him and stuff like that. I would help her and stuff, um, but I would ask Max if he actually did like her. He would always tell me no and would try to drop hints to everyone, including Kayla, that he wasn't interested in her. However, no one got the hints and kept pressuring him to ask her out. It got to the point where he gave in to asking her out, thinking it would only last like a week since we're only in 8th grade. When they got together, it made me really sad, especially because I had to pretend to be happy for them. Max isn't too happy about the relationship, but the only reason he's let it go on this long, it's been three months, is because he actually does care about Kayla, even if it's not romantic. Oh boy, I'm sorry. I I am... I'm kind of baffled by the situation, but I, I will hold my commentary. Um... The other day, I told Haley and Katie all of this, and they apologized to me for everything and said they wish they knew sooner. I told them it's not a big deal, and I'd just get over it eventually, but I just needed to open up to someone. Then they said they realized that even though Kayla is a sweet person, she hurt me a lot by breaking girl code, and I have a right to be upset with her. I talked to my online friend who has an unbiased perspective on this, and she said Kayla sounds a bit toxic, and I shouldn't be around her if she makes me sad. The problem is that even though Kayla hurt me, we've always been there for each other, and I'm not sure if I should take this that serious since we are only in 8th grade. Same goes for Max. I care about him a lot, but being around him hurts me little too please help thanks for reading this oh okay um i don't know how to tell you this but if max is with kayla for three months now and i'm assuming this relationship is still going on even if he says it's not romantic uh, in what way is that justified when he still likes i mean i'm just so confused by this and this is not me being mad this is just me being like I'm just like so like whoa this is a crazy situation because like how how is this possible to get this complicated when you like Max Max likes you and Kayla likes Max and someone should have just told her Max doesn't like you and get over it you know I mean that sounds blunt but I'm just trying to sum it up um how did it turn into this intertwined mess of, I like you, no, I don't like you, I like you, no, I don't like you, oh, okay, let's pretend to like Kayla, and then let's be in a fake relationship with her for three months. First of all, that's really rude of Max. I feel bad for Kayla because how are you going to say, oh, you know, like, I'll just ask her out because everyone's pressuring me to ask her out when he still likes you. That was the first really confusing thing to me is like, why is he asking Kayla out if he's actively talking to you and likes you? I'm really confused by that. To me, that tells me he doesn't like you as much as he says he does. Um, And then how is he supposed to continue that relationship for three months 
and Kayla knows nothing about this. Like, I'm not trying to be rude to you, and I know maybe I don't know every detail of the situation, but to me, it sounds like, I mean, I, I don't, I understand how you feel that, like, Kayla broke girl code because you, she knew that you really liked Max, um, and that, you know, you're definitely justified in that because I don't really think it was right for her to, to get into something with Max without, like, really really making sure with you uh, beforehand that I was okay and then also if you guys are close friends I just wouldn't do that to someone but like I am kind of feeling bad for the girl because this whole time you and Max have kind of had this thing going on and you've been feeding her information about Max and I know you said you feel bad about that and I totally get it and it's been a complicated situation and sometimes you get too deep and you don't know how to get out of it but I really suggest that someone just opens up spills everything tells Kayla the truth because at this point it's just unfair it makes it worse that no one knows it because the truth will probably come out eventually and it's so complicated to me that like to get around this Max just got into a thing with Kayla when he didn't like her so either he does like her and he was just saying he didn't like her or he's just being nice thinking oh you know if I play along it'll be fine it'll fizzle out but that seems to not be the thing and I was shocked when you said three months I mean I thought you were gonna say they were together for like a week and then he told her the truth but no I mean if this is still going on someone needs to tell her and I'm not you know this is me trying to play devil's advocate and I'm trying to be very unbiased so I understand it sounds like I'm might be going against you but just from my perspective it seems wrong that Kayla doesn't know anything about this and maybe you know it would cause some problems if she understood what was actually going on but I feel like someone needs to tell her and honestly like you should stand up for yourself because if you truly liked Max this entire time and he liked you forget everyone else pressuring you to date I totally understand that but have a conversation and say hey I like you you like me we don't feel ready enough to date yet, so that's fine. Establish those terms, but be like, hey, will you wait for me until I'm ready to date? Or, hey, are we going to talk to other people during this time while we figure this out? Or whatever. But it seems like you guys didn't really develop any sort of like boundaries or terms or rules and that just kind of made everything go haywire because then he started talking to Kayla and you know they, she I mean she was flirting with him and whatever so it turned into this mess when in the first place I feel like one of the best things you could have done is say like hey you know we both like each other but we're not ready to date yet so let's ignore the outside pressure from people and maybe let's just take things slow and you know keep this like low-key exclusive meaning we're not going to talk to other people but um we're not officially dating just so that like we know that it's just each other that we like um if that makes sense. I just feel like it could have been handled better overall. Again, I'm not trying to bash you in any way. Like, I know how hard these things can be to juggle and navigate, especially in eighth grade. That's a complicated time and no one really knows what they're doing at that time. Um, but you know what? I really think that someone should come clean about the entire situation. Tell them what's going on. It's okay. It's a crazy time overall. And I think that would be the best route to go is to just come clean about everything, see if Max still likes you. But honestly, even if he does and you still like each other, I just, I don't know if I can defend him on literally dating one of your friends for three months now. I mean, at that point, that's not even playing along. He's just dating her, you know? He could have broken it off at any point. And it's just, I think that you're waiting for something and pretending like, 
you know, this is going to be fine. It's going to resolve itself. You know, I'll be talking to him again soon, but it just doesn't seem like that. Um, so from what you told me, I don't know, as someone needs to come clean about this. If he wants to date Kayla for real, that's fine. But like, someone is not being honest and someone needs to be honest about this whole situation so um to me this is like pretty crazy not you know trying to criticize you too much or call you out or anything like that but you know you definitely should stand up for yourself if you like someone you like them go for them and have a talk with Kayla have a talk with friends who might I guess obstruct that and and say, hey, I really like this person, and could you not go for him? And be honest, be confident in yourself. You totally have the right to say that to your friend if you really like someone, and they should respect that. So for future reference, I I definitely think that you should um, be conscious of that. The next DM says, basically, there are two people in my life. For now, I'm going to call them Amaya and Alex. Basically, I kind of like both of them. It's hard to tell because every time I think about one, I get stressed because I'm worried that I like them more than the other. For a while, I thought I liked Amaya, she, her, better because I've technically liked her for a few years and I generally thought about her more, but she rejected me back in summer 2020. She was super nice about it, of course, which was nice and we're still really good friends. The thing is, though, that she said on multiple occasions that she's straight, but she openly supports the LGBTQ community, which is nice for me because I'm bisexual. She sometimes used to talk about that kind of stuff a lot, and she still sometimes does. And don't get me wrong, it's totally normal and okay for people to question and explore their sexuality, but she kind of seemed obsessed with the fact that I specifically wasn't straight. She would bring it up a lot, and also the fact that I used to like her, but never in a mean way. For some reason, I thought it I should have been mad or uncomfortable, but I wasn't. Maybe it's the fact that I still like her or she was never mean about it, just constant. And sometimes we say things that are kind of flirty and I feel like she's always finding subtle ways to touch me, but she's probably just being nice. I think she's still straight. I wish I could just know because I feel like as long as I have signs, I'll keep liking her when she probably doesn't like me back. Alex, they slash them, on the other hand, I've recently taken interest in. I have a lot of common in both with both, but me and Alex more specifically do. We always make jokes to each other in text and it helps that we are both openly not straight. Alex texts me a lot and we go really well together. I'm still trying to think if I like them just as a friend or something more. The only reason I'm questioning my romantic feelings is like is because I'm worried the only reason I like them is because there's a higher chance of them liking me than Amaya. I don't know if Alex does like me, but if, but there's a chance and I can kind of just tell that's we tell if that's weird. I mean, they honestly might not, and I'm not even sure if I like them. Moral of the story, I'm pretty confused about what to do, who likes me and who doesn't, and who I should focus on because having two crushes is making me feel like whether they like me whether they like me back or not. In a weird way, I feel like I'm cheating. Obviously, what neither of them know won't hurt them, but I don't know because Amaya knows I might like Alex, and Alex knows I've liked Amaya in the past, but doesn't necessarily think I still do. Essentially, the only reason I've talked to Amaya about Alex sometimes is because I don't want Amaya to think I still like her, but Amaya is well aware I'm confused about my feelings with Alex. I also hope that Alex hasn't seen some of the signs and think me and Amaya like each other because then I'll feel bad. Sorry this was super long. I love your channel and your podcast. No worries, and thank you for the support. Um... I mean, I feel like something that I I kind of have come to terms with recently, and this is not true for everyone, so take this with a grain of salt, is that if you're confused about your feelings for someone or something, you probably don't like them as much as you think they you don't like them as much as you think you do. And again, it's not the same situation for everyone, and maybe the whole like Amaya thing is clouding your judgment, but I don't know. I, I feel like to me, from just like the way that you type this out uh, and what you said, I just have this feeling that like you feel more strongly for Amaya and Alex is just this confusing 
roadblock in this journey. Um, I definitely do believe that like you think Alex is a cool person and you get a really you get along really well with them. But I think that like from the way that you talked about them, I am not entirely like secure in the fact that you really do like them because you even said yourself multiple times. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. With Amaya, you seem a little bit more sure about your feelings, like a lot more sure. Um, and I think that like that says a lot. Um, it's okay to feel like it's like, oh my God, like I'm uh, cheating. I know you don't actually mean cheating, but like I understand what you're saying is like the confusion of having both crushes is really hard and you feel like you're not really telling them the whole truth. Um, and I totally get that, but I think you know, all you can really do is play it by ear and see what happens. Um, what I will say about Amaya is that because she specifically told you that she's straight, I wouldn't push anything from your end unless she starts to make any sort of changes or advancements. Um, honestly, a lot of girl best friends do things that are like flirty, I guess you could say. Um, I've experienced that with my friends just joking around, but for you, because you're bisexual, maybe it feels like, you know, so much bigger than it is. And to her, she's like, oh, like I just touched her. Like I was just being friendly. Um, but to you, maybe because you have this crush, you're analyzing every little thing, every little movement. And so maybe that's leading you to think that there's something else that maybe might be going on. Um, and I understand that she was talking a lot about your sexuality and, and asking questions and things like that. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe she will come out one day. Maybe she's in the same boat as you are and she's questioning things too. But um, you also have to consider that she maybe is just curious and she's trying to be supportive of you. Who knows? We don't know that for sure. And I would say because you don't know her sexuality for sure, I would not push anything um, because, you know, it could potentially make her uncomfortable. She already rejected you once. So you kind of know where you stand. And I would say the only thing that you can do about Amaya is kind of just play it by ear. Um and, you know, slowly try to let it go because you don't want to, like, hurt yourself by continually hanging on to, like, a string of hope. Like, what if she meant this? You know, if if she really did, you will probably know. Um, and then I I think that that whole thing with Amaya is, is messing things up for the thing with Alex because they seem like a cool person for you to get along with, but maybe you are looking for some sort of distraction or someone to give you attention or someone to like you who isn't Amaya. Um, or maybe it's just you do like Alex and you're afraid to admit it. I don't know. I mean, there's so many things and I honestly like don't know enough and I'm not around you and I'm not you. So I can't, you know, decide your feelings for you or understand what exactly you're feeling. But I would say while you're feeling all this confusion, just keep feeling it. Keep you know, talking to both of them, stay close with both of them and see how things develop. That's literally like the number one piece of advice I could honestly give you. I know it's lame, but like literally just wait and see how it develops because you don't really know what's going to happen in the future. Maybe nothing, maybe something. But I say that like there's nothing you can really do now except for I would say stay in the place you're in because it's a pretty safe place. You know, you've been rejected by Maya once, so I wouldn't go for anything else there unless she does. And with Alex, you're unsure, so I wouldn't go anything with um, go for anything with them because you don't want to confuse them or lead them on in any way. If you end up being like, no, never mind. So definitely just play it by ear. Here I have an email. This person said, hello, I hope you're doing well. I'm not having a good start to 2022. Casey, I called in the beginning. Some people are not having good 2022. So sorry about that. 
Um, I would really like some advice. So basically, I've been dating this girl since mid-September-ish and everything was going well until December when I told her I wanted to break up because I was getting stressed and was getting overwhelmed from the relationship. I was also kind of questioning my feelings for her and whether or not I actually liked her. She agreed and that was that, but then for the next few days, I was really sad without her and talked to her about getting back together and she was super excited and happy. Everything was fine until about a week ago when I was having trouble sleeping and was extremely depressed. I couldn't stop crying, it was being really distant from her. We still talked in school and texted goodnights and stuff, but we weren't texting as much. On Thursday, I had my therapy and after I was feeling a lot better and I felt like I was going up again after my week not being too great. About two hours after my therapy, I started questioning my relationship with her and whether or not I actually liked her, like back in December, but then those thoughts went away. So I texted her, I was feeling like I did back in December, but then those feelings went away again. I think I'm just overthinking it. And then I apologized for being distant and said that I was feeling a lot better after therapy. She responded with, it's alright, and then in a separate text, I wasn't going to say, say it, but I want to break up. When I tell you my heart stopped, I immediately asked why, but she didn't respond for another 20 minutes. Even before I texted her, she was ignoring my first text while talking in another group chat that I'm in. When she responded, she said she was losing feelings and wanted to be single for a little. I said I understood and said we're probably better as friends anyways. And that was that. But the same feeling from the beginning of the week was back and lasted all through the weekend and it's getting worse. At school today, I couldn't even look her without look at her without tearing up. She seems all fine and happy and I'm over here sad. Then she got to a class and pulls out a note with some writing on it and starts freaking out to her friend that another girl called her pretty, the same way she would freak out when I would call her pretty. I sit behind where they were sitting, I actually had to take out a notebook and start writing don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, over and over again to keep myself from bursting into tears. A little later into the class, she turned around and took my pencil case and took a bunch of my sticky notes for her and her friend to write notes on. I was so confused about this and still am, also kind of mad. The rest of the day was super weird. Sorry, that was a run. I, <laughs> sorry, I read that really weirdly. The rest of the way was super weird rest of the day was super weird and I continued to not be able to look at her without crying. In my last class, I guess I was spacing out because one of my friends looked at me and did the okay hand sign thing to make sure I was fine and I just did a thumbs up because I didn't think she knows we broke- I didn't- I don't think she knows we broke up unless she told her. Finally, at the end of the day, me and her made eye contact and it was so weird. I just went to get on my bus and cried. I sat across from one of my guy friends and we aren't that close so I wouldn't normally break down in front of him but he just left me alone because I had my airpods in. But I'm still so surprised I'm that upset I can't even wait home to get- Wait to get home to cry. Once I got home, I cried harder and just started my homework right away because I've been on the urge of tears. I don't know if this will make it in because it's Monday, but I need help. Don't worry. I got you. I really want to... SH to cut out this feeling and also to get back to her but because she was always so sad when I did it and I would not and I would try not to for me and her. My good friends who have been helping me through this don't get back to school till next week because they're quarantined. I also keep hoping that she will change her mind and come back to me but I don't think that's going to happen. If she were to, I don't know what I would say. Please help me. Sorry this is long but I love your podcast so much and I hope you're able to keep posting consistently. Thanks for the advice. Of course, love you. Thanks. Thank you for the support. Um, you know, I, I think that, like, while this feels like the worst thing in the world right now, you have to look at it from the perspective of, like, something was off on her end before she broke up with you, and I think that you're going to realize that there was a reason that this ended when it did, maybe even for the benefit of your mental health, even though right now it seems the opposite, you're super upset over this, and you're considering things that you shouldn't be considering, I think that, like, in the long run, you're going to understand that, like, you guys aren't together and you guys broke up for a reason um and i'm sure that like you know you've probably thought of this but i just think that like you you have a biased perspective obviously because you're the one hurt in the situation um but when i look at it i see that like she was kind of quick to be like oh you know what actually i was thinking we should break up and 
you know, that could have been a buildup from over time. Maybe she thought, you know what, you were being too distant, this wasn't working out, we just weren't compatible, and you have to come to terms with the fact that, like, that's okay. She feels like that, and it sucks, it hurts, but at the same time, you mentioned before that you were even confused about things like, should I be with her, should I not, you know, my mental health sucks right now, even after therapy, like, I'm feeling great, but, like, you never know when it's going to come back again, and I feel like maybe this is the universe telling you, hey, I understand you really like this girl, but maybe it's time to slow down. You've been questioning your feelings for her this whole time. Yeah, maybe some of that's doubt or a lack of self-confidence or feeling you don't deserve her, underlying things like that. But if you've been feeling all of this uncertainty the entire time, I don't think that that's good for either of you guys. So there is some silver lining in this in that maybe you guys just really weren't meant to be together, especially at this time when you are struggling and she needs someone who can be very direct and forward with her and give her a stable relationship and the fact that like maybe she is moving on so quickly that's that's a bit of a concern for sure I mean I feel like if she truly did care that much about you she would slow down make sure you're okay whatever not just like use her sticky notes in in class like that's weird but you know it's not happening that way and I feel like maybe you know even though you can't really see it right now there is a light at the end of this tunnel and there is something good to come out of the situation and maybe a year from now you'll look back and be like oh you know I see why we broke up I was nowhere near in the right emotional state to be with anyone at that time even though right now it feels like the world is ending and everything sucks I promise you that like there is some positivity and some benefit to come out of this Um, and just keep in contact with those friends until they get out of quarantine and when you can see them again you know confide in them cry to them do what you can and I'm sorry that you had such a bad day at school but you know what I've had so many days where I've broken down crying at school and I honestly can't remember any of them being significant enough that they still really really affect me to this day that's how how little and and small they seem now so you know as hurt as you may feel now don't resort to unhealthy habits to deal with your emotions instead focus on you what you can do to improve yourself what you can do to calm down what you can use as a healthy outlet to release your emotions and you will be okay i promise you you got this it's a very hurtful situation but at the same time like i said there's always something good to come out of this Next, we have an email saying, Hi, Sister Spill. I really like your podcast and hope you're doing well. Fair warning, this is probably going to be really long. So there's this guy, let's call him Zach, to be be consistent with my previous email. I didn't really know him till this year, and I started to like him pretty close to the beginning of the school before we became friends, maybe August or September. By the way, the previous email they're talking about, I'm trying to remember. It's not the one that I literally just gave advice on. I'm just trying not to confuse you guys. It's probably someone who sent an email before, but as you know, it can get really confusing because I get a bunch of things um i feel like we always had a pretty chill friendship and we would talk a lot at lunch and he would make me laugh at the beginning of the year i knew he liked someone else so i didn't think he would like me even though there were some signs i would always dismiss them because i thought he still liked this other girl he was always really nice to me and it's obvious now how flirty he was and that he liked me but i didn't see it then eventually he told me that he liked me and i said i liked him back and things were good i don't think i was really ready for a relationship or anything like that because he's the first guy i liked that ever liked me back and even though he made me so happy and most days i would go home from school smiling i had a lot of anxiety for no reason so up until like fall break things were really good and i was happy and stuff and then the last day before fall break after school literally as we were going home he said he wanted to talk to me the next day but it was a friday so it was the weekend then fall break so i stressed all break about what he wanted to talk to me about i talked to one of my friends and he said that he's she told zach i wanted to talk to him about where we stood and if we were dating and stuff because that had been giving me a lot of anxiety 
um, I was kind of mad because I wasn't bothered about that anymore. And I was like, why did you tell him that? Now it's going to be all weird. Anyway, back to the story. We talked after we got back and it was like super awkward. And I honestly didn't even want to have that conversation. And we sort of decided we were dating, but it was just really weird and we didn't make anything definite. Anyways, after that, it was a little awkward at first, but then it got back to normal and everything. Then one day, all of a sudden, he started ghosting me. Like he stopped saying hi and bye in the halls and after classes like he used to. And he stopped coming to the orchestra room before school where we'd, where we'd usually practice and hang out. And he stopped riding his bike by me as I started to walk home until we got to the place where we split off on our separate ways. So I just completely backed off after a few days. Um, it was clear he was avoiding me because I obviously didn't want to force it if I didn't want to be around if he didn't want to be around me. So we kind of had a mutual avoidance for a few weeks, and I was really depressed. And one of my friends told me he had liked a couple other girls in that period. One day I wasn't there, and at lunch he said he still liked me, and my friends told him to talk to me, but other than saying hi in the hall like once, he didn't really. But after I found that out, I stopped purposely avoiding him. After ghosting, things never really got back to the way they were, and eventually was like, okay, I don't think he likes me anymore. And I knew he liked other people, so I sort of started to get over him. Then, the Monday before we got off for Thanksgiving break, he was like, I still like you, so I was super happy, and I thought we were fine. Then, the Tuesday after we get back, he comes up to me and says, I don't think I want to date anyone right now. And I was kind of in shock, so I was just like, okay. Anyways, after that, I've just been kind of depressed and I've been trying to try be normal around him but it's hard because it feels really awkward to me. I'm trying to get over him but I'm still not sure if I like him anymore. I still harbor this hope that maybe he might like me or still like might like me still or again because he liked me hard before and he changes crushes like every week. That's the first red flag. Um I constantly go over every little moment that I can think of and how I screwed everything up and it's all my fault and we would still be together if I hadn't messed up. I don't hate him because I think it's basically all my fault and I did something wrong and pushed him away, even though I have no idea what. I know I should get over him and try to, but I don't want to give up hope and I can't completely stop liking him because I liked him really, really bad for a long time. I also don't really know how to be friends with him or how we can go back to how we were before we found out we liked each other because I liked him pretty much the whole time I was friends with him and I have no clue how long he liked me before he confessed. Anyway, I just don't know what to do and like how to get over him and all that. So, so sorry. This is enormous, enormously long and I hope you have a great day. Um, thanks for sending this in. Thanks for typing all that. Um, you know what? I'm probably going to give short and simple advice because one, the podcast episode is getting a little long and my computer's about to die, but he's not the right one for you. Point blank period 100% he's not the one for you you seem like you need someone who is straightforward with you who tells you the truth how they feel and there's no mixed signals I have dealt with this before and it's not worth it I can tell you from many experiences literally a relationship with mixed signals is just not worth it if someone likes you they like you and they will make it known they will try everything to make sure that you know hey I like you I have feelings for you I care about you. And this person is just not doing that. He's really not. I mean, yeah, you guys had it great going for a little while, but that ended. And the fact that he just started ghosting you out of nowhere first shows that he has a lack of communication. He doesn't know how to communicate within a relationship, but also it's suspicious that he just started liking other people, like in the middle of when you guys were supposedly dating. That's not dating if he's actively looking for other people to like and gaining new crushes. That's not dating. I don't know. I'm assuming you guys are in middle school or something of the sort, but it's just not what you do. Um, I see this a lot in middle school relationships because no one really knows what they're doing. They're figuring it out, but it's still not an excuse. You should still know at that age, like just communicate with someone. If you don't like them anymore, you don't like them anymore. Tell them. Don't just go off, ghost them and start having new crushes. So definitely don't think he's the one for you. I understand that you feel like this has kind of messed up your friendship and you don't know how to go back to the way it was before, but maybe you can. Honestly, I feel like he treated you kind of badly by giving you all these mixed signals saying, I like you and I don't like you. And then I 
I don't want to be in a relationship, but I do. It just no one deserves to go through that heart ache and in the constant tug of yes no yes no and you know what middle school dating is always awkward because everyone is always just like really weird about it because they're just like this is a new experience I don't know if I like this you know it's uncomfortable it's giving me anxiety and that you know is totally normal and I I've heard of so many experiences and been through experiences like that but it doesn't mean that he should be able to treat you that way so definitely don't put up with it if you want to be his friend that's okay but I personally wouldn't reach out to him like and make all of the effort I think he should be making the effort because he should realize that like he kind of did a bunch of things that were not great I'm sure you both have contributed to the fact that things were confusing but the way he was acting in my opinion is not acceptable so you know I understand wanting to be friends with him and I understand that you guys have had good times but I just don't think it's worth it at this point unless he's really trying to be friends with you because he's obviously made you like you said depressed upset really hurt really confused and I just don't think it's worth it so you know what it's okay to be confused about your feelings if you still like him or not but regardless I don't think that you should be actively pursuing him even in a friendship way because he really needs to prove to you again that like he cares about you as a person The next email says, Hi, Sister Spill. I know I asked for advice a lot. Sorry, by the way, haha, but I really need help. No problem. You guys can ask for advice as much as you want. I have this friend who we will call Katie. Katie got a phone in September, so she's new to social media. She downloaded this app called Vocal Party. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't. Basically, you sing songs and compete against people and things like that. That kind of sounds like, um, Smule. Isn't that the name of this app? The singing app? Anyways. You can friend slash follow people and message them. Katie convinced me to download it. I had it for a little while, but the idea of strangers hearing my singing voice was not it, lol, so I I deleted it. Anyway, all of a sudden, Katie's telling me that there's a guy with the name Zorro who messages her creepy things. He says things like, I just want to get to know my future wife better, and when she explains she's still in middle school, he says, I will wait for you. That's not even all the creepy things he said, and just gives off bad vibes. He claims to be 16, but his singing voice sounds like a young adult sorry guys i just got the hiccups the problem is katie refuses to block him my friends and i are really worried about her safety i want to tell an adult but i'm worried katie will get mad at me (sighs) here's the thing when i was younger even when i encountered weird things like this and trust me i have encountered this so much because i was online so much as a child i've always known better than to interact with these people and i feel like the the debacle is like, well, you know, if you're worried about your her safety and you're truly her friend, you want to say something. At the same time, though, if you say something, you don't want her to feel like betrayed or upset or embarrassed. So I feel like it's a really, really hard call to make. Honestly, it's up to you. It's up to how much the situation is advancing. If it's simply this person who is talking to her and saying these weird things, like, yeah, that's really creepy and she should not be talking to him. But um, I'm not like, I'm not sure what warrants like taking it the next step and telling an adult because if I were her and I just like didn't understand the severity of the situation, it would make it so much worse for me and make it like low-key traumatic for me if someone told an adult about it and then you know, that whole thing got turned into a a bigger thing. So I feel like if you could maybe educate her in another way or convince her in another way to like stop talking to this guy, because that's 
extremely creepy. He's definitely not 16. Like, no, like it's not okay whatsoever. Like she needs to stop talking to that, that guy immediately. Um, if you can somehow convince her to not talk to this person anymore, that is the best route to go. If not, honestly, like, yeah, maybe it's worth it talking to her mom or maybe she has an older sister or a sibling, someone who you can talk to that, you know, like won't get her in a ton of trouble, but will just be like, Hey, like, let, maybe let's not do this. Um, or even like a counselor. I don't know, but I just think that it definitely is a cause for concern. I mean, if she's not giving out like personal details and stuff, that's good at least, but I just don't think that it's very like comfortable for her to be in that situation and maybe she doesn't realize it. So yeah, my advice to you would just be like, wait a little bit, but like don't wait too long. If it's really getting bad, like you should tell someone. The last piece of advice I'm giving is pretty short. Um, can this be anonymous? Of course, it's always anonymous, guys. Don't worry. I like this boy and he gives me mixed signals by letting me lay on his shoulders and lap and is ask always asking me for hugs. I don't know if I'm overthinking or not. Um, he also wants me to, wants to hug me and walks me home every almost every day. He doesn't want to have swim and we got each other Christmas presents. He got me a stuffed animal and earrings. Everyone know, I know says he probably probably likes me, but I don't know. Happy New Year. Good, good luck with colleges. Thank you. Happy New Year to you too. And a short answer, I think he definitely likes you. I think you need to talk to him about it because everything he's doing is giving me a sign that he likes you. That's all I can really say about it because those are all the details you gave me, but I definitely think he does. I honestly can't imagine a situation where he doesn't, so definitely would explore that more. I also just wanted to quickly touch on some tea, uh, like really quickly. If you guys haven't watched the Hype House show yet, I mean, I'm not saying I recommend it, but I did watch a little bit of it, maybe like two or three episodes. And it's kind of interesting to see like the inside of the Hype House, but at the same time, I feel like because it is a reality show, it's never really reality. There's so many things that are fabricated and not actually true. And I've heard from Chase, Little Huddy, and Larray, both who are in the show, saying like they felt like the producers really fabricated um, everything that went on in the show and spun them to look like bad people and all these things. So it's very interesting to see like the behind the scenes of like how these people actually feel about their appearance in the shows. It's also really interesting because Jack and Sienna, um, their whole like issue thing was originally supposed to be in the Netflix show because she was in that show, um, but they completely cut her out. So they had to make up for that and come up with new storylines. And it's really fascinating because she's like not in it at all you can see her in the background of like maybe one scene so far I've seen in the background of I'm sure I'll see a couple more as I progress if I if I decide to even continue watching it but like they had to completely cut her out because of the whole allegations against her with Jack Ray and so it's it's pretty interesting to see that um but yeah Charlie shows up in it a few times and then Baron who is just a dancing TikToker and some other people show up in it so it's kind of like interesting to see them like other than on TikTok but I don't know, um, just kind of interesting to see what people are saying about the whole thing. And actually, Larray unfollowed Thomas Petro, um, I don't know, is that how you say his last name? Anyways, he's the creator of the Hype House, who used to be on Team 10, and Larray unfollowed him, so I wonder what the T is there, probably has to do with the show being released, um, but yeah, it, it's pretty crazy, um, I don't know. We'll see if there's any more drama that will come out of this, but without further ado, I'm going to end this podcast episode. If you listened all the way through, you can DM me what your 
favorite animal is. I don't know, maybe I've done that before, but DM me your favorite animal to let me know that you finished the episode all the way through. And um, I will also end this episode by reading the responses that you guys gave me um, with my last little like question box on my last episode. I told you guys if you have Spotify, you can do this which is pretty cool. Um, I asked a question. I'm pretty sure it was like, what What are your New Year's resolutions? So I can see some of your guys' responses. So I will read some of those. Obviously, it's going to be anonymous, um, but it's just kind of for fun so we can feel like a little community. Um, so one person said, read at least an hour a day and stay fit. Love your podcast. Thank you. Um, get over my ex slash crush. Get more in shape. Get closer to God. Make new friends at school um save up money be happy get better grades in school from b's to a's work out more and be more confident in my own body and get some best friends since i don't have any friends um i want to have healthy hair and i want to grow it out that's a good one being healthier and more active i love these healthy active ones i'm trying the same thing stop biting my nails um let's see try to love my body as much as I can and start working out just for health. Okay. Yeah. So these are a lot of good ones, a lot of health ones. I'm definitely trying to work on those too, but yeah, it looks like you guys have some great resolutions. Check out the little, um, podcast description. Cause there might be a poll or a question for this week's episode. I haven't decided if I'm going to put one yet, but yeah, I might re- read your response next week. So again, as always, if you want to ask for advice, you can DM me on Instagram at sisterspillyt or at spillcast official both of them are valid instagram accounts you can also email me at sisterspillytt at gmail.com or you can send me a voice message through anchor there's the link in my description of this podcast episode all the information is there and i will talk to you guys next week